0: Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Already Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash friends. That's pros.com slash RD friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. pros.com slash RD friends. Hello, and welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we are continuing on with our Eight Dimensions of Wellness series. We will be joined by guest Deandre Nicolette. She is an expert in the field of spiritual wellness. She has an amazing podcast called Manifest Daily. After you listen to this episode with her, definitely go check that out. We just hopped off the call with her. It was such a great conversation. We were like trying to keep it to an hour and we were like, "This, is, there's just so much to say. So we're gonna keep our catching up <laughs> super brief today.
2: That way you guys can listen to the good stuff. So we'll just share our peaks and jump right into it. Yes. My peak of the week, my parents are in town, which is always great spending time with your fam and your parents and stuff. So we went and got Katie's pizza and pasta here in St. Louis and like oh, had the best fig and beet salad. It was so good. And then yeah, I had some yummy lemon and cauliflower pasta, which I'd never heard of such a combo, but it's so good. So if you're in St. Louis, go check it out. So yeah, a good meal with my family.
0: Yum. I love that. Okay. Speaking of manifesting, my peak of the week is um, a strange peak. So after I dropped my friend Jesse off at the airport, I had this like idea to go to this really beautiful boutique hotel in Palm Springs called Karakia. It's very Moroccan inspired. And after I dropped Jesse off, initially I was like, okay, I have so much work to do. I'm just going to go to a coffee shop, grind it out, then like go for a hike or run a bike or something, and then head back to Joshua Tree. But somehow I was just like, "Mm, let me just go check out this hotel. I had found it on Google the night before. And so I thought, okay, I'll just kind of pretend I'm a guest there. Honestly, pro tip, if you're just like dressed nice and can like fake it and look the part, you can just kind of like walk into hotels and explore the lobby or the facilities. And you know, there's usually a lot of guesting at hotels. So the receptionist doesn't usually know if you're staying or not. So I was like, whatever, I'll just go look in the gift shop, get some cute content and call today. And through some very unusual events that I will not get into, I will share about this later. I ended up getting a free night stay, there and the rooms are like over $500 a night. And I had this like amazing suite. I had like a welcome basket. Like the whole thing was so outrageous and bizarre. I wish I had the time to go into it, but <laughs> you guys will hear it later. Um. So yeah, that was definitely my peak because I walked into that place just thinking, okay, cute. Let me maybe like get like a little book from the gift shop and take some photos and like be on my way. And it turned into this whole other thing. But yeah, I posted a reel and some feed photos of the property. If you need a retreat or like a girl's weekend, or even if you're honeymooning, I could not recommend this property enough. It is so beautiful. Me and my mom were like walking around it because she came down too and also got her own suite. We were like, wow, this would be a gorgeous, a wedding venue. And then we looked into it and yeah, you can like rent out the whole place for weddings. So now that it's suddenly on my dream wedding vision board that I'm not even engaged yet, but it's fine. It can still be out there. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. You went in there, just open to receiving something amazing and you got a really cool experience. So yeah, excited for you to share that full story later because I know a little bit of it and I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Bizarre, bizarre, (laughs) crazy, all the things. But now we'll get into your guys' peaks of the week. Okay. Speaking of bizarre and crazy, Lily said, bought a one-way ticket to Spain and got my dream internship for my last college semester. Guys, we're being delusional. We're just doing the things. This is
2: amazing. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Kylie said, I get to go to New York City and see my best friend soon. Safe travels and yeah, have the best time with your friend. And
0: Jillian said, starting my backpacking journey in Southeast Asia tomorrow. Go get
2: them, girl. Safe travels. And I hope you have the best time. One more travel one for good measure. Ashley said, staying at a getaway cabin to reset for the new year. Love that so
0: much. As always, send in your piece of the week on our Instagram at Artie Friends Podcast. Usually we post that on Monday mornings. Perfect.
2: I just want to shout one more time. We've said this a few times before, but if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a rating, leave a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That helps us so much to continue doing what we're doing and to lock in great guests. You know, Having a good reviews and lots of reviews is very helpful to us. So if you're enjoying this episode or have enjoyed other episodes, just go over there and give us a nice rating. We'd be very appreciative. And today's guest, as Allison mentioned, is Deandra Nicolette. Deandra is the host of the podcast Manifest Daily. It's a lifestyle podcast that provides all the positive energy and support you need to return to your highest self and live your best life. She talks about manifestation, goal setting, discipline, self-care, self-love, navigating relationships, and more. So without further ado, here is Deandra Nicolette.
3: Deandra, thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for this conversation. Me too. I know it's going to be a juicy one,
0: but to kick it off, introduce yourself, share your background. Who is Deandra? Yes. Okay.
3: I kind of hate the question, (laughs) that question as a person. I feel like I struggle. Like y'all know when you go to like, I don't know, I guess if you're like new in class or you're like new to a job and they're like, tell us a fun fact about yourself. Tell us who you are. I'm like, I don't know who I am in this moment, but- I am the host of Manifest Daily. So it's just a spirituality lifestyle podcast. I talk all things like manifestation, goal setting, creating a life that you love. And outside of that, I just consider myself a content creator. So I create content all around spirituality lifestyle on Instagram, uh, Pinterest, like I said, my podcast. And other than that, I am just existing as a human who is trying to figure things out in life. And yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: Absolutely. Aren't we all? Aren't we all just trying to exist and figure it out? Well, your podcast is super successful. We're obviously going to recommend everyone to go check it out. All the best talks about manifestation, your life. It has the same vibes, already friends, just like different focus, but like seriously the best. So have been very much enjoying listening to Manifest Daily.
3: Thank you. I feel the same about your show as well. Like similar vibes where it's almost like girl talk, but like also let's have a focus. Let's get our shit together. Oh, I can. Yeah, you can (laughs) come. Okay. I'm like, you never know. Okay. What the vibes are. I'm like, listen, (laughs) I got to make sure I'm coming correct. But yeah, like literally like let's get our shit together, but do it in a very aesthetic, pleasing and calm way. So yeah. Speaking a little bit
0: about day-to-day, I would love to just hear, like, what does a normal day in your life look like? Give us a little sneak peek at, like, what your morning routine looks like, how do you spend your days, and then what do you like to do when you wind down at night?
3: Yeah, so I—it'll actually make two years in Dallas next month, which is very oh. exciting. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. I, the time has flown. I can't—I literally can't believe it. So I wanted to look at an anniversary party for myself <laughs> or something, yeah. but— um, But in terms of my day-to-day routine, so my morning routine is like pretty much the same every single day. I love to work out. So I'll wake up. um, I listen to either like a podcast or music in the morning, depending on the day. Some days I'm kind of in more of like a spiritual mood. So I listen to like a spiritual podcast. Some days it's like I want to listen to um, a more chill lifestyle podcast. And some days it's just like trap music. And then I'll do that as I get ready for the gym. And then I go to the gym. I have my workout. I come back home. Home, shower, have breakfast. And I also work a nine to five. So a lot of it is I do time blocking and I have like a to-do list. I'll do like my time blocking on Google Calendar. I'll do a to-do list to kind of figure out how I'm splitting up manifest daily tasks and nine to five work tasks. So, you know, some meet- or some days are a little bit more meeting heavy, some days at podcast recording, some days like editing heavy, but I have a calendar with everything blocked off. So I kind of follow that throughout the day. I love to take a lot of like little breaks here and there to just like get up, walk around, call a friend. Some days I also work at coffee shops if I want to be a little bit more social because I work from home. So I feel like it's, I love having the freedom, but sometimes it's like a little lonely when I realize like I've just been sat here all day and I haven't said a word to anyone if I haven't called anyone yet. So sometimes I'll work from a coffee shop just to like have that social interaction, obviously get a little coffee. And then once it's the evening time, time to wind down, I will do a lot of like tidying around the house for me like my space is very important and if things are not tidy I just like I can't really focus and it affects my mood a lot so I do a lot of tidying up in the evening running the dishwasher all that good stuff um, taking a shower and then to wind down I like I need a two-hour wind down routine at night so usually that consists of getting in bed and watching something for maybe an hour on like YouTube or HBO whatever Gossip Girl I've been watching Gossip Girl and then um, reading for an hour or so. So yeah, like every day is honestly very different depending on what things need to be done for like work and manifest daily. But that's kind of like the, the gist of the day. And then another thing that I always do is, uh, I actually filmed a video about this today, but at the end of my workday when I'm still in the office, I have my journal here with uh, my goals and manifestations on there. So I'll like go through that and read that, check off if something has manifested itself already or just like visualize a little bit there as well. But that's something that I've been doing since I went back. Back to writing my goals and manifestations down physically instead of just putting them on my phone.
2: So, yeah. It sounds like a beautiful day. Oh my goodness.
3: It's a lovely day, usually. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I love it. I think we're definitely trying to master our morning routines and nighttime routines in 2023, which we have gotten requests to do full episodes on, like, just those. So if you're Ooh. listening, stay tuned for that. Cause I think we all like can find ways to better fine tune and I don't know, tackle the day or end the day in the best yeah. way.
0: Really quick, I also want to commend you for being able to have a nine to five and have such a successful podcast. I think it's really great for listeners to hear that you can do both and still go to the gym in the morning and read for an hour at night. So props to you for doing both because I think a lot of people think it has to be one or the other. You either have to be in the content creation space or have a nine to five. So really quick, I know we have so much that we could
3: talk about, but how have you been able to balance both of those? Yeah, I get this question a lot and I always say that a lot of times I'm not very balanced. I try my best, but there are times I feel like I'm slipping up with manifest daily or slipping up with work or slipping up with friendships and keeping in touch with people because like pretty much all of my friends don't live in Texas. And so it's like a lot of like FaceTimes or traveling to see people. My calendar really helps. So time blocking, I literally have it color coded. So there's, I put everything in my calendar. Like even if it's like a texting someone back or like calling someone, like it's all in there, which seems a little type but I kid you not, if it's not in there, I will forget and it won't get done. So I do that. And then I also think um, because my nine to five is remote, and then also uh the position that I have, it's a bit more flexible. So I think having that flexibility in my job has really been just like huge for me being able to like book podcast episodes during the workday or get some editing done if I need to. And then another huge part of it too is like again recognizing the goals and the priorities. So for me, I know what my goals are when it it comes to content, but I also know what my goals are when it comes to my nine to five and I prioritize those things accordingly. So this morning, you know, it did mean that like I had to take a quick half an hour to film a video before I got started with my workday. And that was time that I could have spent, you know, moving a little bit slower through the morning or whatever. But I also know that I have a specific goal for content. And so I was just like, I need to get this done and that's the time it has to get done. So It really is about figuring out your priorities, figuring out what your goals are, but then organization is like huge. Like having a calendar and then having a dedicated to do list and making sure that everything has a space. And if something, if there's something that you're like, I'm doing this thing, but when you think about it, it's not really key for your goals, or it's not something that like you really need to place a lot of priority in, remove it from the list. Like I won't even lie to y'all, I don't post on TikTok anymore. Um, I. I, I'm on Instagram sometimes, but like I realized that I think social is good, but it. Like In terms of my goals, there are other priorities that come a little bit higher up than some of those things. So I had to realize like what I have to cut out um, in order to get everything done. So yeah.
2: No, I think that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Because like Allison said, I'm sure we have listeners who also want to take on a project and grow it to something as big as you've grown your podcast. And of course, it's going to keep growing and all that stuff. So that was great insight. Okay. Before we get too far, I would love to hear about your spiritual
0: journey. How old are you and When did you start having your own spiritual awakening?
3: Okay, so I'm 28, which I always forget how old I am. I don't know if y'all are the same way. I feel like, you know how people say age is just a number? I truly believe that because I do in my soul feel like sometimes I'm a thousand years old. So... (laughs) (laughs) But also I feel like the 20 doesn't match up. But um, in terms of like when I had a spiritual awakening, I feel like it was very much a thing that happened over time. Like there wasn't just one day where I woke up and I was like, oh, this is it. Like I, you know, I don't know anything and I know all of these things. I feel like it just gradually happened over time. But a lot of it happened during college. So I had a friend who was really into a lot of these like very um, philosophical books, self-help books. And he essentially put me on. And I remember during that, time. It was just a lot of me receiving messages about random things that I should do in life or receiving like a lot of intuitive messages. And around that time, I was feeling more called to follow those messages, more called to read certain books about um, manifestation, about energy, law of attraction. Obviously, I read The Secret and I watched The Secret as well. And so a lot of that happened around them. But I feel like I had a big moment when I actually left grad school and started my first full-time job. And I tell this story on my show because this was... It was was the time when I went through a lot of turbulence in my life because that job that I had after grad school was literally the worst, the worst job ever. It was a very toxic environment. And it pushed me to a place where I was going through a lot of like, um just like struggle in my life. It was, I was in a very depressive state. And I remember having this moment where I had a chat with my mom, and she was just kind of like, "Well, you're this person that's always like very positive and very uplifting." And she saw how the job was essentially turning me into someone that I wasn't. And I remember at that time choosing to follow my intuition, which was telling me to leave this job. um, As much as I wanted to resist it, because I was like, "Well, how am I going to make money? How am I going to do all these things?" And I ended up getting fired. Long so short, before I could quit. But I was planning to quit. I will say that. Um, And I think after that moment was when a lot of stuff accelerated. So. That's when I noticed that after I, you know, was fired from that job, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. But I also felt like I could see things a lot more clear. Like I felt like I wasn't just living for what I thought societal success meant. So I wasn't just like, I have to stay at this job because like if I leave, I'm a failure and I have to do this because if I don't, then I look bad. And I essentially started reading a lot more of the books. I started doing um, a lot more manifestation rituals, diving into tarot cards, astrology, all the things like after that. And it kind of has spiraled (laughs) since then and evolved since then. But a lot of it really happened around that time. So it felt like I had to hit this rock bottom before I my eyes were open. So I I guess that's the one moment that I really pinpoint, but a lot of it was gradual over time as well.
2: Wow. They're saying on TikTok now, you have to have a flop era to have a thriving era. So it's so true. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And that is true. I mean, like without the, the lows, right? And the rock bottoms, like how do you truly understand when you're having like a high moment or how do you perceive the light without having experienced the darkness, right?
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you guys just brought that up because I did want to key in on that that hard struggle part because I think there's this misconception that spirituality and having a spiritual awakening is this like beautiful, angelic, dove, light, awesome thing. And for most people, in my experience, it's quite the opposite. Usually you come to that spiritual awakening because you're seeking something and you're in a darker place and you're like trying to make sense of everything and be like, What's next? So as someone... In the spiritual space, do you feel like most of the times you see that people are coming into spirituality, not always from rock bottom, but more from a place of like trying to figure things out than rather than when things are really great?
3: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, especially because I feel like when you are in those like struggling chapters of your life, you're looking for something to help you feel like it's gonna be okay. And that oftentimes is that connection with, you know, source, whether you're calling it the universe god, um, your ancestors' guides, whatever. I feel like those are the moments where you're literally looking to lean on something other than what you're experiencing right now, because you're like, if I look around me, it's giving chaos, it's giving, everything is on fire. And so it's like, you have to look outside of yourself for, for that comfort. Um, and so I do feel like in those moments, like that's when you are put in a place where you really have to trust and you really have to lean on faith, right. And lean on the knowing that everything will be okay. Even if it's all seeming to like burn around you.
2: Okay. So as we mentioned to you and to our listeners, this whole series that we're doing is about the eight dimensions of wellness. And one of those obviously is spiritual wellness. So we wanted to ask you, what does spiritual wellness look like to you?
3: Yeah. I think for me, spiritual wellness just looks like that connection with God and myself. So- I think when it comes to spirituality and like a ritual and a practice, for me, that's evolved over time. There was a time where, you know, I was doing like the full moon rituals, the new moon rituals, the spiritual baths, all the things. And that was a beautiful era and chapter. And in this moment, I don't do that and it's evolved. But over time, it's always been just making sure that connection with God and source is really strong, that connection with myself. So a lot of, you know, the way that I define spiritual wellness or like having a healthy spiritual relationship is just one, being able to connect with my intuition. So am I receiving those messages? And then am I actually honoring those messages and listening to them? And then two, having an open conversation with God. So I often say like, you know, I'll chat with like God in the shower. I'll chat with God just kind of throughout my day as I'm driving. And just being able to have that connection where I feel like if I'm experiencing something, whether it be something really good, I'm on a high and I want to talk about it, or whether I'm at a low place and I want to talk about that too. Being able to feel comfortable to say, okay, I'm going to have this open conversation. And I know that I'm being heard, I'm being listened to, everything is going to work out in my favor. And that's that. those two things are the things that always stay the same, even when all the other things I do, so like my journaling practice or um, you know, anything else changes. Also, gratitude as well. That's a big one. And I do put that kind of in the the realm of like the conversations with God because it typically involves me like thanking God and thanking the universe for anything that I am experiencing. But for me, gratitude is like a big part of that. And it's not necessarily having a very like ritualized gratitude practice that doesn't work for me as type A as I am and you know, the person that puts everything in their calendar, I do have a very like kind of random gratitude practice where I just allow myself to feel grateful whenever that feels most authentic. So whether it's just a random day, I'm sitting in my office and I'm looking around like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm here. I'm living this life that I thought, like I remember what, three years ago, I was living in my parents' basement, wouldn't even like think this would be possible three years later. And so having a moment of gratitude for that or having a moment of gratitude when I'm driving my car to the grocery store and being like, oh my gosh, you know, the fact that I can even have a car or that the grocery store is so close to me or the fact that I can even afford to go get groceries the second time In the week. Like it's just a little thing. So I'll have those moments where I feel that gratitude and those things have been foundational in my spiritual wellness practice, but everything else kind of just evolves over time.
0: As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends
1: podcast.
0: Okay, I love that you said you used to be really into more of those material parts of spirituality and then now you've evolved to it just more being you and your connection. Because you guys remember, I think it was like a Twitter thing like five years ago, like the starter packs. And it would like say a type of person oh, and yeah. it would be the starter pack <laughs> of like all the things that they'd have. I feel like there's like a, a spiritual starter pack that's like the crystals, the tarot cards, like kundalini, the dance circles. And right when you're starting <laughs> to get into spirituality, it can be easy to think that that, if you don't do those things that you're not a spiritual person. And so I myself yeah. related that a lot. Like at the beginning of my spiritual journey, I feel like I did more of those spiritual things, quote unquote, but now I'm more like it's more about the inside and the connection. So I would love to hear your take on that too, as your podcast is kind of, you know, dedicated to the spiritual space. Just talking about the range of what spirituality can look like.
3: Yeah, I think that's such a personal thing. And I do remember that. And I feel like there's a bit of that pressure still that exists where it's like, you know, people want to like talk about astrology or they want to be like, okay, if you're into spirituality, you have to know your sun, moon, and rising and you have to do the moon rituals and you need to make sure that you're journaling and if you're not scripting that you're not going to get the stuff that you want. And I feel like it's whatever works for you. And I do think that allowing yourself to evolve is part of that journey, is part of that spiritual process. If you stay, you know, doing, um, I always say it like this, like if you are a person that used to journal at the very beginning and maybe journaling no longer feels alive, with you, but you continue to do it because you think, okay, if I don't journal, then I'm not going to manifest the things that I want. You're bringing a lot of this like forceful pressure energy to the practice of journaling. So it's really not going to yield the results that you want because you're not doing it from an authentic place of like joy and excitement and like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do this. You're doing it from a place of like, I need to journal in order to get X result. And it's, it's not really a good place to be energetically, like forcing yourself to do these things because you think you should do them. So I found that as I've grown in my journey, honestly, a lot of like my spiritual practice has looked like just not really giving a fuck and like letting go of the expectations of who I need to show up as and who I need to be. So it's like, okay, you know, even with like the content creation piece of it, I'm like, okay, if I want to create this episode on this thing, this topic, it's it's a little bit out there. And I, I'll even give y'all like a very specific example. So I think it was like 2022, was it 2022? Maybe it was 2021. It might've been 2021. Listen, the years, I don't know what's going on with it. <laughs> but <laughs> if there was a time where I was just like, okay, you know, I do a lot of content on, on like, like the moon rituals and tarot and crystals and angel numbers, which I really enjoy. But I also started to feel called to do more content around like dating and money and like living by yourself. Cause I just moved to Dallas. I was now single and getting you know back to dating the apps were giving very much garbage. And so I was like, well, how <laughs> do I I was like I want to talk about these things because that's what I'm going through right now and that's part of my journey. But at the same time I felt like well, is that spiritual? Is that okay to talk about this thing if I I'm supposed to be, you know, the person talking about manifestation. And then I realized, well, this is part of manifestation, right? Like I'm creating a life that I love. So talking about dating or talking about finances or talking about the loneliness of living by yourself, like that is important in my journey. So even though it doesn't look like the stereotypical, like, okay, we're going to pull out our, you know, rose quartz crystal to get a man. It's, it's like, it's a little different, but it still fits within this, you know, definition of spirituality and of wellness. So I feel like a lot of it is really just allowing yourself to let go of expectations and just lean into whatever it is that you want to do. Like, do you want to journal? Do you want a script? Do you want to visualize? Do you want to make a vision board? Or I don't know, does it look like you going out and meeting new friends and talking about this stuff in person, going to meet up group and having discussions about manifestation? Is that what excites you or fuels you? I think it's just really figuring out what that practice looks like for you and being open to allow it to evolve and not being like, okay, if I don't do it in this way, then I'm not doing it right because there is no right and wrong here.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I love
3: how you brought that all back. It, all of those things are really just tools and what tools work
0: for some person might not work for another. And so it's not to say that journaling and you know dance groups or going and talking with friends or crystals are bad, not at all. Like I still love those things and those tools are great, but it's just time and place. Like maybe in one era of your journey, you lean into some parts and then another, you lean into different things. And that's like you said, as you're growing and now you're talking about relationships, like that is all part of your journey. And those are the things that you manifest Manifested for yourself, so thank you for sharing that.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I would love to ask you more about what tools. You know, if someone has never really gotten to their relationship with spirituality, what tools you recommend? But but first, I do want to ask you just you know based on how this is about wellness and how your spiritualness can affect all the other categories of wellness in your life. What benefits have you seen from having a really good relationship with your spirituality, and what negative consequences did you experience when you really didn't have a good relationship with spirituality?
3: Yeah. So I think the biggest like positive that I would say is that I just flow through life a lot easier. And for example, like even if things don't go the way that I want them to go, I don't have this like fear or I don't have this anger. Well, sometimes like a little frustrated. Okay. I got to talk to God. I got to be like, listen, what's going on? However, I know that a lot of times it's because there's something better because I've seen that happen in my life. I've literally had examples where something that I wanted to work out didn't. And then months later or weeks, later, something so much better comes in. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I, if that other thing had worked out, this would not have been able to come into my life. So I'm seeing that. And so now it's like having a lot more faith, a lot more trust, but the time when I didn't have that, um, and when I did not listen to my intuition, I mean, I got fired, right? I got, (laughs) I got fired from that job and granted I did plan to quit, but I think me staying at that place in that toxic environment, I saw how it literally took so much life and light from me. I was in a very, depressive state. Like I'd stopped doing a lot of things that I love doing. I'd stopped reading a lot of books. I'd stopped like chatting with a lot of my friends. Like I was in just a very isolated place, a very lonely place, a very dark place because I wasn't listening to the messages that I was getting. I was ignoring my intuition, even though I knew I was just so afraid to listen to it. That I was like, no, I'm going to turn the other way. And that caused me to be in a really dark and isolated place. So I find that I just like listening to my intuition, even when it feels like that's absolutely insane. Why would I do that? It's led me to so many good things. Like the way that I moved to Dallas, like I literally came here to visit for the first time. And then on my last day, I signed the lease. So very much wild behavior. However, (laughs) listen to my intuition and we are thriving. Okay. We are thriving. It worked out. So it's okay. It's okay. But like things like that, like it was a very, you know, I even I was like looking at what I was doing. I was like, this is, this is wild. Like who does this? But it felt right. It felt so right. And just like making a lot of decisions Decisions in my life based on intuition. When something feels so right, but I don't know why it feels so right, and I don't know what it is about this thing that's making me feel called to it, feel magnetized to it. When I listen to that, it's worked out every single time. So just literally a lot of trust a lot of faith.
0: What advice do you have for someone who is learning to be more in touch with their intuition? How you just said you're like logically I can't explain how this makes sense, but my intuition knows and my gut is saying it feels right. How can someone overcome the like all right, on paper this is not checking out,
3: but in my mind, body, spirit like I know it is? Yeah, I think it just takes a lot of practice, I would say. So, it's about maybe listening to intuition in those smaller moments and maybe when the risk is a little lower. <laughs> so you're not, you know, quitting a job maybe or moving across the country maybe, but you're, I don't know, maybe you're like going up to talk to someone that you feel called to talk to. Or if you're getting a ping to like reach out to a friend, to text a friend that you haven't texted or called in a long time, doing that and checking in with them. So we get these, you know, messages in very subtle ways throughout our day all the time. And so like really allowing yourself to listen, to tune in. So that presence is very important, right? So like getting a little bit quiet And so for some people, meditation is really important for getting quiet and receiving the messages. Um, I honestly don't meditate. So I, you know, that's my thing, but for a lot of people, meditation is helpful and I can absolutely understand why, but getting quiet, receiving those messages and then taking those little steps every single time. And the more that you do that, so the more that if you get like a little ping to reach out to someone, you do it. And all of a sudden it's like, they're like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking of you. And like, I, I'm so happy you reached out and I really needed a friend to talk to. And so it's confirm that you got that message for a reason, the more that you do that, the more that you start to trust yourself and the more that you're like, okay, when I get these messages, even though they're out of nowhere and they're kind of random, when I do listen and follow them, something good comes from it. Or like, there's a reason I'm prompted to do that. So it kind of helps you build up that muscle. So when it gets to the bigger things, you, even though you might feel the fear still, like you're a bit more encouraged to do it because you're like, okay, well, all those other times I've listened, like things have worked out. So let's trust this time too.
2: Okay, echoing Allison's question, say someone starting from ground zero really doesn't know what their spirituality relationship with God or whoever looks like, uh, what are some small action tips people can take or just small tools that they can use to tap into their spirituality? And then do you have like a frequency that someone should do it? So maybe try to journal once a week for 10 minutes or what would you think for that?
3: Yeah, I really do like writing. I think that's one of my favorite tools simply because I just have always loved writing as a kid. So if someone is interested Into writing or like telling stories, I think that's a really good way to do it. So scripting or journaling and scripting is basically just like writing almost like a diary entry, but from your future self who is experiencing the thing that you want to manifest. So, you know, just like writing it out like, oh, today I'm so happy I like bought my new car and it smells like this. And I don't know, the dealership was like this. And, you know, writing about all the experiences of what that looks like in that future moment. So scripting is good. Journaling is also really good. So just like writing out how you feel? I remember last night I actually had an experience where I was feeling a little bit low, and I could not identify why because I am having a really good month. So I was just like, "Why am I feeling a little bit low? Like, what is that?" And I was actually sending a voice note to a friend, and I started to like get very emotional and cry. And I was like, "Okay, this is a moment where I need to like step away and like go journalist out and like write out what's going on." And so I went, and it was just like a free form thing. It was like, "There's no prompt. There's no questions I'm following. I just want to write what I'm feeling." and allow what needs to come out to come out. And it was just so cathartic because a lot of things that I wrote down after I read it over, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is what I'm feeling. It really helped me to process some of those thoughts and kind of connect the emotion with things that I... I wasn't really consciously thinking about but it came out the more I wrote so writing um journaling and scripting is really helpful I also think visualization is a really powerful tool and this is such a simple one but like you know when you're laying down in bed right before you go to sleep and it's kind of like I don't know if you're like me you have like at least 10 minutes before you fall asleep some people go to sleep right away I don't know how they do that but for those of us who have a little bit of time in between just like visualizing and I used to do this as a kid too like almost pretending like you're seeing it from like a third person Could do yourself first person too, but this view of something that you're trying to manifest and like literally seeing it like a movie play out and just like allowing yourself to have fun with it and not boxing yourself into like oh my gosh you know this is impossible or like this person would never talk to me or like I would never have this kind of apartment or this much money or this much happiness but just really like just going crazy and imagining whatever it is that you want to imagine with no sort of restrictions and allowing yourself to have fun in that I think that's a really powerful tool like those initial things, even though they're not necessarily, you know, something like meditation or tarot cards or astrology, but they kind of help you to connect with what it is that you're feeling one and then what it is that you want. Because I think with manifestation, when a lot of people find out, you know, this idea of like, oh, you can manifest and create anything that you want in life. It becomes like, okay, well, if I can do that, then what do I manifest? Like, what do I start with? And it's kind of like, well, start with thinking about, you know, start with visualization or start with journaling or scripting and see what comes up. Like that's gonna tell you what it is that you want to experience. Cause a lot of times when I do my scripting or my visualization, or I sit down every month and write out goals and manifestations, like I have to sit and kind of think, or I have to allow myself to really be like, okay, what did what would I really want to experience this month? And then go from there. So I don't know. Does that answer the question? I feel like all over the place, but a hundred percent. I know when we started the podcast like two years ago. We had talked about manifestation,
2: spirituality, and I'm like, What if you don't know what you want to manifest? Like I was totally in that those shoes, and like you're right, you just have to start from somewhere. Just sit down and let your brain flow freely. And it's that's like those limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves. Like you have to let go of those because I have now manifested things that I would have never thought was possible. And now I'm like, okay, what next? Like, and when I get rejected, I'm like, I'm just a passenger in the seat. Like whatever, keep driving. It's fine. I don't know I don't think I could have said that two or three years ago so
3: yeah you know something better is coming for you something more aligned with like the person mm-hmm. that you're going into a hundred percent.
0: As you were talking about manifestation in the process, I kind of had an aha moment. Like if you wish for something to me, that just seems like, Oh, a one and done. Like, Oh, I wish this would happen. But I would love to talk about how manifestation is an active practice. Like you don't just like one day say like, I want this thing. And then all of a sudden it comes into your life. There's this, a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. Like you're talking about visualization and journaling, because a huge part of the process is getting your subconscious to actually believe that you deserve what Whatever you're manifesting or believe that that's the life that you can be living. So I would love to talk about just how manifestation is not a, a one and done. I want this.
3: Yeah. Well, cause it's, it is an ongoing process. Like we're always manifesting even before, you know, you, you recognize this process or recognize that there is like a definition to manifestation. Like you're always practicing it because it's essentially having that thought or having like a vision and then seeing it come to life in your reality is like what it is. So when we talk about like the subconscious beliefs that are holding us back from that. I always think of it as kind of like, sometimes you do have to chip it down, like a wall that you're chipping away at a little bit at a time. So it's kind of like, if you really want to manifest something that you believe is like a really big thing, it's a really big experience for you. It's almost kind of like you're trying to go from zero to hundred. Sometimes it's not necessarily going from zero to hundred, right? It's figuring out, well, how do I go from zero to 10? What is something that I can manifest and experience that shows me that this is possible? It shows me that I am, um Able to experience something like this. So it's kind of something that's aligned with that thing. So that's where I think setting goals comes into play. That's where obviously aligned action comes into play. It's not just about being like, okay, I want to experience this and it's this really big thing. And I'm gonna trust that I get it because like I'm deserving. Like, okay, yeah, you're deserving and you have this vision. And I, I do believe that if you have a vision of something that you want to experience, I absolutely think it is a hundred percent possible for you and you can have it. And I do think that's meant to be possible part of your experience in some way, but you also have to remember that you are a co-creator. So yeah, you can rely on God or the universe to, you know, bring you to certain opportunities that are open certain doors, but it's like, you also have to do your part. You have to take action. You have to be intentional. If you're trying to manifest a certain thing and you are taking actions that are completely not aligned with that thing. I mean, it's not making sense right now. (laughs) It's just not making sense. You know what I mean? So it's like making sure that your actions are in line with that, making sure that you are... Really moving in life with intention, and moving in life in a way that's aligned with whatever life that you're trying to live and the person that you know you need to be to attract that thing. So it is an ongoing process. You're always having to check in with yourself. You're always having to check in with your actions, check in with you know who you're surrounding yourself with, like what are the things that you're doing, and like are they actually aligned with whatever it is that you're manifesting? And if not, what do you need to change? What do you need to cut out? What do you need to introduce in order to get it to be? more aligned to that.
2: Yeah. Do you mind breaking down even a little bit more how you stay aware that you're taking the right aligned actions? Like, can you just break down what aligned action means to you and maybe how we can all pay attention to if we're doing the right thing or not?
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. So I feel like I take a, a very grounded <laughs> approach to manifestation, of these things. So I'm a Taurus and I like to talk about like goals a lot. I talk about commitment and discipline a lot, but that's because I really do feel like those are almost a little bit more of like the less aesthetic and less attractive parts of the process. I, I think everyone wants to talk about the, like the magical parts of it and the things that come in randomly that they didn't see coming and whatever, which are beautiful things. But there's also that kind of, I mean, very gritty part of the process as well. So I think one really good, well, okay, do you, do we want like a work example or do we want like a dating example? Can we have both? <laughs> yeah, so <you> know, <laughs> we can do both. Okay, so I talk about dating a lot on my show these days because I am dating and I think, you know, it, it get, we got we to gotta spill a tea on what's going on here, okay? Yes. So in terms of dating, right? You know, I started with getting very clear on my intention. What is the result that I want to manifest, right? What type of relationship do I want? What type of partner do I want? What type of values do they have? So getting clear on that list, if you will, and allowing myself to understand that the, like what are my non-negotiables with this individual and what are some things that I'm open to and kind of like having that as my starting point. So because I have that very... Vision of the type of relationship that I want and the person that I want to be with, we can work backwards from there and just make sure that my actions and the things that I'm doing are aligned with having that result. And obviously, a relationship is one where it's a really good example because, like, you can do all the things right, but like until it's your time to have that experience to call in that person, it doesn't matter how much stuff you're doing right. Like at the end of the day, divine timing comes into play. So having faith is really important in this process. But my actions are important. So when I'm going on dates and I'm meeting people, I have to check in and be like, okay, is this person aligned with the values that I've set as non-negotiables? Are they aligned with the vision that I have for the partner that I want to be with? And if not, even if they're really cute and they're really funny and I don't know, it was a good date, I have to be willing to say, no, this is not aligned. I'm going to cut this experience off, obviously in a respectable way, but I'm going to cut this off because I know this is not what I truly want. And so that has been huge in my dating process. I go on a lot of dates, but I'm also very much cognizant about checking in with myself and being like, is this aligned with what I want? And I think that it, it gets hard when, you know, I do like someone, but I notice that there is something I'm like, okay, that that's not something that I could live with in the future. That's not something that's really aligned with what I want. So um, that's a huge part of it when it comes to like dating. So again, that's like how I check in and everything there. Um, kind of similar with, uh, career. So if I have specific goals, I have like certain goals with like the podcast, for example. And so I had to set those goals and then I had to work backwards from there and figure out like what actions are aligned with those goals. Obviously consistency with uploading, right? Consistency with publishing content. But on top of that, consistency with getting better. So getting better at like my outlines, getting better at interacting with listeners, getting better at um managing a schedule, collaborations like this. Like, so I made certain, and I like broke that big goal down into smaller goals. And for me, that looks like staying aligned with those actions. And if something is off, so if there's like a week where, you know, I'm just like, okay, I really don't want to record something right now, but I also know I have this goal to be consistent. I have episodes that I have like backlogged for those times where I, if I'm not feeling it energetically, I still have something that I can post so that I'm consistent. So it's making sure that, you know, I am taking the actions and moving like, but very much with intention, but like a person who knows she's going to achieve these goals and not slacking off, not, um, not allowing myself to like sit back and be like, it's going to happen even if I don't put in work because it's, it's, it's really not. I mean, I mean, it could, but like, I personally don't, I want to, you know, put in a little bit of work here. Okay. (laughs)
0: So, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I think it's great that you're talking about manifestation in the form of relationships because I also think it's easy to think that manifestation is just material things. And I'll tell the story because for our listeners, we're going on her podcast, Manifest Daily, after this. So you guys can hear the story of what I'm referring to after this. But even for the three of us, you had reached out to us to come on our podcast and it was through this website that we didn't see it. And then so fast forward to us wanting to do this eight dimensions of wellness. And we're coming up with like, okay, who would be the perfect person for nutrition versus spiritual versus occupational? And then we like looked in our inbox and there was a message from you and we're like, oh my God, that's literally perfect. And so for both us and you is just trusting that that divine timing would work out exactly when it's meant to. And it's just cool that if you trust, it's not... I don't know. You guys know what I'm trying to say. Like the, the relationships will come when they're meant to.
3: Yeah. And you took the action too. Like you set out, you got clear about what it is that you wanted, which I feel like that was, that's the first step. And then once you got clear and you were like open to, okay, like, you know, you were doing the work of finding these people. I came and found you as well as part of that process. But like you got clear. And so when I came, you were ready to receive and be open to that relationship because you'd already realized like this is something that we want to do.
2: Okay. I would love to talk about purpose. I know that's something that you've talked about on your show before. So, Dharma is a big word that's kind of related to purpose used in the spirituality world. Can you explain that spirituality connect there and what your purpose and Dharma all that means to you? Yeah. So,
3: I love the chat about purpose because I feel like it's such a heavy topic. Obviously, we place a lot of importance on purpose in this life and what does our purpose or what is our purpose and what does purpose mean? And, you know, sometimes people feel like they don't have a purpose. And I think that can lead a lot of people to feeling a bit empty in life. I'm very much a big believer in your purpose kind of just being you showing up authentically, whatever that means for you in any given moment in time. And I know that's a bit vague. I feel like I can trip a lot of people up because they're like, well, wh- who is my authentic self in this moment? And I don't like to say that, you know, for, for example, like if someone's like, okay, I know I really want to be a doctor. I've always wanted to be a doctor since I was a young kid. Like my purpose is to go to school, be a doctor, heal people. If they believe that is their purpose in that moment or in those like chapters of their life leading up to that, that's true for them. And maybe at the age of 40, they're like, you know what? I I feel like this is no longer aligned with me. I want to teach all of a sudden. Like, and that's that's the big thing that they want to do. Being a doctor, having the purpose of being a doctor, that wasn't wrong. That was correct for them in that time, in that moment, in those chapters of their life. But now that they're like, okay, I want to teach. That's what I'm feeling drawn to. That is now their purpose. So it's literally honoring whatever that call is for you in any given moment in time and really allowing yourself to lean into that despite like we talked about earlier, like the the societal pressures to maybe like do something else or even like family pressure or friendship pressure to do something else, like really just honoring yourself. So I see it as that because I feel like in this life, we've come here to learn lessons. We've come here to experience the material world and whatever that looks like for me is going to look very different for someone else. And also, in any given chapter of my life that purpose can change the the thing that i feel most aligned to and most drawn to can change and yeah i just feel like purpose is just following that call following whatever feels right to you in that moment which again kind of goes back to the whole intuition thing and can be a little hard for some people at first to lean into that but i think once you learn more about your intuition and what those nudges feel like to you and what the messages sound like to you, how you receive them. Following that is going to be you following your purpose.
2: That's so crazy that you say that because we had a guest on last week, Ashley Stahl, who's a career coach and talks about occupational wellness and just being satisfied in your career. And she said something so similar that she thinks saying that your job should be your purpose is overrated. Like your purpose is way more beyond just what job you have. And if you have a satisfying career, but it's maybe not your purpose, that doesn't mean you're not living out your purpose and maybe hobbies or other parts of your life. So I I don't know. I feel like the narrative online is like your job has to be your purpose. And it's nice to hear two people back to back say quite the opposite. Okay, not to rebuttal, but
0: hearing all three of you guys say that, because I was also going to bring up Ashley, I think it's what's beneath it. Because if yeah. in the doctor and teacher example, ultimately that's helping people. And so maybe the purpose is like you came here to like really help people and make that impact and like going with all the different dharmas. That might be someone's driving purpose is to help others. And so I see it as like, maybe it gets manifested into the world in different ways. And maybe for an era of your life, living that as a doctor feels really right. And then at some point you're ready to be like, okay, I want to help people in a different way. And then after maybe you do that for a while, you're like, okay, actually I want to go volunteer in this foreign country. And so I do think that maybe everyone's right and it's all connected, but it might just be like something below the surface that's really like,
3: there's a common denominator maybe. I think that makes a ton of sense like having that common denominator and uh even with like the the helping people right cuz you know when I think of doctors and I think of the people that I know who like pursue medicine it is for that bigger purpose of like wanting to have a positive impact on the world and help people but then I also kind of have this question of like what is the purpose of labeling your purpose do you know what I mean mm-hmm. cuz I feel like I don't know even like it, it's almost like I think we do a lot of things because we like having clear lines and clear definitions because it helps us to understand our world if we're like okay am i manifesting okay what is the ritual for this how often do i do this like we like processes we like systems in order to like make sense of the world but I think the more that I get into my journey, the more that I want to let go of like labels and and process and systems in some way, because a lot of it just is this idea of returning back to being and returning back to presence. And even in this example, when we talk about the doctor and the teacher, the person who's like, okay, I want to change my profession because this feels more aligned. Yeah, the purpose might be helping people, but as long as they're following what they feel most aligned to, I don't think having a definition. of what that is is because ne- like who are we telling that to? You're gonna be like, okay, you know, I'm gonna tell my mom today, like this is my purpose, or I'm gonna go tell like my friends this is my purpose. Like, who cares? I mean, do you know what I mean? So I get the mm-hmm. whole like trying to get sense of it, like make sense of the world, but sometimes I'm kind of like, I don't know, like I'm just here. Like I literally had a chat with my medium and I was like, listen, I'm here. Well, she told me this. That was like, I feel this too. I'm here to have fun. Okay, that is my purpose. I'm here to enjoy, I'm here to just really soak up Earth's delicacies. <laughs> okay. And that is, that that's. that's it. It's as simple as that. And whatever that means that I'm doing for a career or profession or eating that day or how I'm moving my body, it all comes back to that, that enjoyment and that pleasure and that desire to like learn and just soak up as many experiences as I can in this material world. But I do think, you know, the, the deeper understanding of purpose and like the deeper definition or meaning of why you do what you do can be helpful for people to sort of like really understand if certain things are aligned with that. But I think once you get to a certain place, like you, you, you let go of that because it's like, well, as long as I'm just like in alignment and I know that I'm in alignment, then whatever I am doing in that moment is p- my purpose.
2: Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like maybe even certain types of brains and how they're wired because I can totally see myself living like that and just, yeah, as long as I feel like I'm showing up authentically and that would feel like my purpose is being fulfilled. But maybe if someone is more of like that right-brained, likes that structure, maybe having the defined dharma, helps them to stay in line with that purpose. So I see both sides. So I love all that perspective.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if if someone wants a box, living... A fun life is also like a very valid purpose in life because we need, as someone who takes things like too seriously, like I need people in my life that love to have fun and smile and brighten up the room to be like, okay, dude, it's not that serious. Like just have fun. And so all of us with our strengths and weaknesses, you know, like we come together and we need both people. We need the healers. We need the teachers. We need the fun people. We need the serious people. And that, you know, it's kind of all what makes the world go round and we all learn from each other.
3: Exactly, like a bunch of different perspectives in a melting pot.
2: I want to ask you, so again, relating back to purpose, if someone feels like they are not able to show up authentically as themselves, what advice do you have to tap into that purpose of just being able to have fun, be themselves on a day-to-day basis?
3: Yeah, it really goes back to that initial question about intuition because the way that I often feel most in alignment and when I talk to other people, the way that they often feel most in alignment is when they are kind of following those, not just from their intuition, or listening to those messages, listening to those calls, whatever you call them. So it kind of just goes back to that and allowing yourself to really, I guess, strengthen that muscle, if you will, right? So like listening to the the very um, quiet messages and following those and then going from there. But yeah, I, I think if you're doing that and you're in alignment, I feel like you will feel like you are living in your purpose. And it, it does help with a lot of things. It helps with confidence. It helps with when you're manifesting, not getting too in your head About things because at the end of the day, you know, like you're being led to the right place. You know that you're always on the right track, on the right path, that you're always taken care of. And it allows you to sort of like let go of a lot of worries that you might have, that things won't won't work out your way because you know they will. But that does come with practice. It it takes time. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe some other people happens like overnight, but I will say from the people that I know and just my experience, it has taken time to get here, but that is part of the journey. Like that's part of this, this spiritual evolution. And, you know, when we talk about like the healing journey, for example, there is no end, there is no like, okay, you're hundred percent healed. That's it. Like, you know, like, okay, like what do you do from here? Because you're always learning something new. There's always something new to process, a new trauma, to understand a new perspective. Perspective to kind of like peel back another layer from and, and get something new from it. So the more that you are listening to your intuition and the more that you're allowing yourself to evolve and being open to that evolution, whatever that looks like for you, I think you're going to find that you're, you're feeling aligned with your purpose. And then maybe even, you know, if you have no definition or whether you have a definition or not for that purpose, you're going to feel aligned with that because you're going to be evolving and moving with intention.
2: I think we can go ahead and ask you our final question. You know, Ooh. we're the Already Friends podcast. So we ask this to every
3: single guest that comes on to you. What makes a good friend? Oh, I love this. Okay. So for me, uh, communication is really important. So having a friend that I can talk to... Um, about anything in my life that's going on, who they're just going to be supportive, right? Whether that means I need an air for venting and listening, or if I want advice. Um, So that's really big, especially, like I said, uh, my very close friends do not live here. They're like all over the country. And so communication is big. Like we stay in touch by text, but then also FaceTimes. And that's really big for me, just being able to like talk to someone, have amazing conversations that range in depth. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge with us. This was such a great conversation. Is there
0: anything else that you want to wrap up with or share to our audience who is getting into spiritual
3: wellness? Honestly, I don't think I have anything else to say. I feel like go listen to Manifest Daily, obviously, and <laughs> you'll get the tea over there. What are some of your favorite episodes on Manifest Daily? Yeah, it depends on like what you're looking for, but I, one of the uh, types of episodes that do really well on my show are the affirmation ones. I know people love those. So they're basically like these episodes that you can listen to over and over and over again, but you just put them on on, and then you repeat the affirmations with me, and I have different themed episodes with different affirmations. So ones for money, um, I have ones for um, letting go of toxic relationships and calling in more aligned ones. So they're kind of like all over the place, but those are really helpful. And then other than that, um, depending on what you're looking for, you might have to scroll a bit. But I, I have, you know, uh, episodes all around abundance and attracting abundance. Episodes about um, the episodes about career. I do have an. Episode on balancing a nine to five and content creation, as well, which also is on YouTube. So you can either watch or listen to that one. So, yeah, it's just a range of things, but pretty much anything that you're looking for, I think you can, for the most part, find. Well, in the wellness category, obviously. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. And plug your socials. Where can people find you? All the good things. Yeah, so I'm pretty much just like mainly over on Instagram at The Manifest Daily. And then over on YouTube, I am just DeAndra Nicolette. You can also search Manifest Daily. I think it comes up as well. And obviously, my podcast is Manifest Daily. And my website, which is getting rebranded and should be done by mm-hmm. the end of this month, is themanifestdaily.com. I know, I'm very excited. Like, oh yeah, it's been a long time coming. I can't wait to see it. You too. Oh. Okay. <laughs> (laughs)
2: Incredible. Deandra! thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been such a fun time. And yeah, thanks for being here. Yes. Thank you again for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to another
0: episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.